Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, she's here on the Sarah Fraser show. Um, I'm try- oh, I know how I fell in love with Shallon Lester. It was because a coworker of mine at Fox 5 DC what is oh, a yeah. shalligator and she said to me, <laughs> she said, "You have got to check out this woman. You would love this woman's Whoa. energy, hot takes." And I was like, I fell in love. I fell in love. And I I think you were on it's been a hot second, but I think when were you first on my show? 2 years ago, 3 years ago? It was a minute. I, it, was, it was during quarantine because I was in my mom's house. Oh, okay. Okay. It was quarantine. Yeah. That was when I first had you on and it was amazing. And everyone it loved you. It was so fun. Yes. And in fact, everyone loved our interview so much. I think they did a whole breakdown of us on Reddit. I don't know. You probably, do you read? You get so much, um, people really dissect hate. your life. So do you? <laughs> yeah, they do. All right. You know what? For lack of a better word, hate. Okay. So you get so much hate. Do you read it? <laughs> No, no, I don't. Like, it's just too much. I'm too sensitive, and these people are so pathetic. I did go down a rabbit hole a few years ago because there was, like, a whole Reddit hate thread about me, which is so, so incredibly pathetic. Like, I'm a mid-level YouTuber. But I really, I had, like, a develop. I have, I have a team who can find anything. I'll put it that way. And they exposed who these people were and what they looked like. And I'm like, you literally look like trolls. You're just method acting all the way down here. So after that, I'm like, I don't need, I don't need to get, that was like my deep dive into the sewage of this Reddit cesspool. But I will go on Reddit and look at hate threads for other influencers because it's, it gives me perspective that like, okay, this happens to everybody. And it's so ridiculous. Like why they hate these people like Paige Lorenz. Do you know her? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's like this whole hate, this whole community of people who hate her. And it's like, what did she ever do? She's at best a silly goose, you know, yes. she's a silly goose. Like you don't have to look at her. You look at her every day, all day and talk about her all day. It's wild. Well, I love that you just said that. Cause you are, you, so wait, you are sensitive. Cause it's funny, you know, and people say this about me too. They're like, mm-hmm. I didn't even think that you gave a shit. Like, do you, do Yeah. Do you, but it gets to you. It gets to you. I mean, I think we all do, you know, we're humans and it's like, I don't think I would have the connectivity with my audience if I didn't have any like empathy, you know, and empathy unfortunately has to be a two way street. Like you can't only receive all the good messages and like 
you're impervious to the bad ones, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty thick skinned and you really do have to be built for this. You get it. You get this. Uh, but, well, I actually kind yeah. of want more hate now because I think it's, a, <laughs> I think it's a sign of success. I mean, it really, is. you know, I mean, the fact you have been so successful from even your star days, which I, I love <laughs> your old star, you know, you were oh. deputy editor, editor at star magazine. Yeah. I mean, this was yeah. back when tabloid, like you guys oh, yeah. were going through, you know, people's trash and getting their mail and outing people. It was mm-hmm. great. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mercifully never had to do that. I was like in the high tower, like writing it, but there were reporters and they loved that. Like they talk about being built for it. They loved doing that as wild. Well, They're a whole different breed reporters. And I say outing people are going to think they were outing people as gay, which I don't, I think no. they'd stopped all that. It was more things mm-hmm. like, um, you know, oh my gosh, you know, it was like John Edwards remember with his like oh, love child. Gosh. And it, it, Oh yes. They had like gone through yes. his trash and Hunter Ryle, they'd found their, you know, I mean, wasn't that so good to have? Oh, do you oh, remember? Yes. Oh, that scandal. Yeah, because it was really investigative journalism, you know, and so much tabloid stuff is like kind of bullshit. But every so often, you know, they really get a legitimate real story. Oh, my God. For and sure. that was, I mean, it was so tragic because his wife, Elizabeth Edwards, had oh, like cancer and he was, right. he was cheating on her. Like, I mean, she was dying. You know, she's since passed. Like, she was dying. They had already, they already had a family and he was with this fucking yeah. young blonde and they'd had this not cute real hunter and that's a bullshit name that she made up her name was like elizabeth galakowitz and you're like okay Kristen butterworth like she just made it up so stupid you know what i i I find interesting about you because a lot of people don't do it you you know you do have hot takes on people's looks like you will say tom brady (laughs) (laughs) you do I mean, you come out and say, Tom Brady looks like Mr. Peanut. Now, I think he's hot. Like, I would let this man eat crackers in bed. But, you know, I love (laughs) – you don't seem to mind commenting on people's looks. No, people comment on mine all the time. You know, and I won't comment on – no, I'm pretty mean. I'm kind of mean. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to be less mean. I am. But I can acknowledge that some people find Tom Brady is hot. I'm not saying that my word is law. I'm never saying that my word is law, but it's just my word. You know, people come to my channel for an opinion and then they're like, oh, is this an opinion? Like, bro, what do you, does what it says on the tin. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I, I don't change who you are. I mean, you really, <laughs> you really should. It's refreshing now when I think we only hear from, you know, everybody kind of sucking every celebrity's ass, you know? Totally. Everyone's such a suck up. And like, that's not comedy. It's not free speech. It's not journalism. It's toadyism. It's obsequies and it's fawning grossness. And that is such that puts you at a lower position than these people. And I've spent my whole career around celebrities. They're not above anybody. I got news for you. <laughs> like they're they're not better than anyone else out there. They're usually worse. They're more crazy. They're more duplicitous. They're more fake. They're more ruthless. Like they're not, they're not like let's aggrandize like kindergarten teachers and like ICU nurses. Like these celebrities, like, fuck them. Like, tear them down. Fuck them. They need it. Fuck <laughs> them. Well, like, it's don't, true. like, tear, I mean, tear them down. But, like, you know, we don't need to, like, evangelize these people. I mean, look, you have to be – okay, because I was telling you before we started, I moved to L.A. a year ago. You know, and yeah. getting a taste of the business, right? And I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy enough for reality TV. I no. mean, these people, there's really – when you say that, they are – I mean, they don't give a shit. They'll cheat on their husbands. They'll leave their husbands to stay on. They'll throw their friends under the bus. I mean, they really, fame is wild. Fame is wild. And it's funny that people chase it. And it's like fame is, it definitely has upsides, but it has a lot of downsides. And it's the people Mm. who seem to be chasing it the hardest need the most validation. It's like, if you think fame in the age of the internet and Reddit is like nothing but validation and love, like, whoo, this is going to be a rough landing for you. It is not that. You got to have a really tough skin and the people who are willing to like, yeah, cheat on their husbands and throw their friends under the bus. They're the weakest people of all. They're like turtles without a shell, like kind of worry about them. How many, okay. So you were saying this, you obviously fame, you know, rose to fame as being deputy editor for star magazine. Then Mm -hmm. you were on your own reality show, downtown girls Mm -hmm. in 2010 in New York city. Yeah, (laughs) I love, love, but one of the, one of your co-stars was the founder of Glam Squad, which is kind of a big deal. And she had she <laughs> she was an investor. Okay, so wait, is she, but she now I think on her Instagram says she's like the one of the founders. Is she, was she or she was just an investor? 
I'm not surprised she says that. <clears throat> oh. Well, um, I, I, <laughs> I will get back to her. But then you, you know, you end up, of course, staying in the celebrity world, launching your own mm-hmm. hugely successful YouTube show. How long now have you been covering celebrities? Oh, my gosh. Like in, throughout my whole career? Yeah. Yeah. How? Um, throughout my whole career. <laughs> so since I was like 22. Like wow. I was I was at Men's Magazines before I moved in proper into celebrity journalism at the New York Daily News. But yeah, it's always been some sort of celeb beat. You know, I was never like, I'm a technical writer. I'm a Bloomberg business reporter. No, man, I'm always kind of talking about the Kardashians, you know, something like that. Um, where do you think that, you know, it's so fascinating. Like what's your take on where tabloids at now? Because everybody has a YouTube channel. Everyone in my space, everyone has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Oh yeah. Everyone has a podcast. Everybody look, people are huge deep divers, web sleuths. I mean, now, you know, you have these bloggers or these podcasters that break Bravo news. I mean, are tabloids dead? And do you think like, I guess just random people breaking news is the future of, of, of stars. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, tabloids shot themselves in the foot. Like when we were at star, they would just make deal after deal with the devil. Like they would make a deal with a celebrity, say like Jennifer Lopez to bury a story, to catch and kill a story and not publish something about, I don't know, a rod cheating on her, let's say. And I would always be like, what are we getting in return for this? Are we getting an exclusive at home with JLo? Here's here's a peek inside my closet. Are we getting first rights on like her next, you know, marriage or movie project? And it was like, well, yeah, they, they said they'd consider that. I'm like, what kind of nerds are you that you're falling for this and being manipulated? So they would kill good, interesting stories and they would promote ridiculous fake stories. And it's like, okay, well, that damages your reputation. I mean, you know, even people that we know, friends, where it's like, Jen lies and she lies and she lies. And this one time she might be telling the truth, but it's like, dude, I can't, you lie all the time. You lied at brunch. You lied about the girl. You lied about everything. You just, you torpedo your own reputation. You kind of have no one to blame. And then I think Instagram really killed the tabloid because celebrities were announcing their own thing. You know, they're announcing their own baby Mm -hmm. reveals and new projects. And here's how I lost the weight. It's like, why would they go through a magazine that they can't really be sure is going to portray them in the way they want? I understand that control over your own brand. But then these tabloids have no real stomach for deeper journalism so what's left? Mm. Is that why you've never really gotten involved in having celebrities on your YouTube channel? Do you just, because, you know, it's funny in my business, even, you know, they're sometimes real dealers, celebrities that come on, but, you know, <laughs> you, you have them on and then you hear from their publicist. Can you take this out? Can you, and I'm, I'm always torn of like, do I keep doing this? Do I just say fuck off? Yeah. And, but you know, you know, if you post it, you're not getting another client that they represent. Very true. I mean, you can definitely like bite the hand that feeds and that's a thing. And, but I also think like, you know, if celebrities want to be that curated. Okay. You all asked for a pause. You said, I want to notice when you're dropping your commercials in. So here it is. Okay. These are my ads. By the way, guys, I make all my money from ads and I love giving you seven free shows a week. So frequent my sponsors. Here we go. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. 
oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I don't know. Then then don't then don't go on a pod. Like I would never expect you to take out anything that I say here. I'm an adult. I'm in control of what I'm saying. I'm sober. You know, there's no gun to my head. Like if I don't like the way I come off, that's only my fault. And I can't put that on a creator. So yeah, no, I don't have anybody on my, my channel, mostly because technologically I'm like a boomer. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm like too old to learn. I'm too old. So well, once you, once you it. learn, it's like game over because, I mean, you'd be such a great interviewer. And for, you know, for celebrities that really want to put it all out there, because, I mean, you are known for, you don't give a fuck. You do your hot takes. Mm-hmm. You talk. You're mm-hmm. not politically correct. You, Mm-mm. you know, by the way, when in your career did you make that decision? Because also the thing about if you work for a big company, mm-hmm. you know, they're always oh. checking your social media. And even if they agree with you politically, if you have a hot take, whether it's liberal or not liberal or whatever, right. you know, they never want you to say that. So when did you decide, fuck right. it, I'm going to say things, whether it's about weight. We're going to talk about weight because mm-hmm. obviously you come on. I mean, mm-hmm. you you said, you know, you talk about people's looks, their weight, women's rights, you know. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, it was honestly after I got canceled because it's like I just – I described it today to somebody. I was like, it's like surviving the black plague. You can't get it twice. And once you refuse to back down, I never apologize. I never backed down because I'm, first of all, I'm not sorry. And I'm just not that kind of person anyway. And it's like, people just kind of stop coming for you. And if you say something messy, they're like, that's just her. Here we go again. Like, it's almost like they lower the bar to the point where that's freedom. And there is freedom in hate. Like once you can accept, and again, whether this is the macro, like as a YouTuber or whatever, or this is in the micro, like in your small town, once you can be like, I really don't give a fuck if people hate me. If I'm being authentic and if I'm living my truth, whatever that looks like to them, like they don't like that I'm this religion, that I'm cutting my hair this way, that I'm dating a black guy, that whatever it is, it's like, fuck, then hate me, then hate me. And the world doesn't end. And in fact, it kind of gets better when you can be a little bit more authentic. Not like you want to make that the goal. Like I want people to hate me, but if it's your truth or true to you or your opinion and people don't like it, fuck them. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, because uh, I don't think you technically got canceled, but I mean, we got to talk about the Megan and Harry Netflix. Well, you did. I'm thinking, I I can't wait to talk to you about that, but no, I'm thinking this was like the BTS comment. And then D'Angelo, like, right. That was when that YouTuber D'Angelo Wallace did a deep dive on you and people came for you and it was over a comment. Deep dive. It was things I put in all of my videos. It was like my videos. It's it's, there is no deep dive to me. There's nothing to uncover. It's on YouTube. Right. On my channel. And it's so it's like, wow, what a journalistic undertaking. You you did a clip job of like things I've said on purpose and purposely put out on my channel and monetized. You're like, oh, like, really? That's okay. So it was after that you you got you got all mm-hmm. that hate. You got all that backlash. He obviously, you know, mm-hmm. you're big on YouTube. He was big on YouTube. So all his people came for you. That was kind of like you were like, OK, fuck this. Like this is. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it. It actually created a monster. Um, it created a Republican and it created a monster because now like I won't be 
silent. I was a diehard liberal and I do feel like I died hard. It was all my own people turning on me, it, you know, liberals, I mean. And it's like, okay, okay. That's funny. No, you know, I think you brought up a group. I feel like that is what cancel culture and this woke. I, mm-hmm. I Look, I always say this and people think I'm nuts. But living here in L.A., right, you think mm-hmm. and you lived out here. And, and look, oh, yeah, it is very liberal. But I have to tell you, everywhere I go, I hear more and more people who were diehard liberals mm-hmm. saying they're tired of like, living here. They, and I'm like, wait a minute. In my lifetime, could we potentially see California go red? I mean, it's... I, People are like, you're nuts. It's never going to happen. But I'm like, there is this undercurrent of people that were so liberal here, but the crime, the homelessness. I mean, like I I, I was saying this the other day um, because I do other podcasts and I was saying this to a fellow podcaster, you know, like. The writer strike is going on and people are so, you know, gung ho about it. And I'm like, I can't believe people don't have the same energy for the L.A. government. And and because I'm like, you guys, we pay 40 percent in tax and most people here send their children to private school. I'm like, how are you not down at City Hall every day going? This is unacceptable. I right. I make two hundred thousand dollars a year and I pay an insane amount of money in tax. And and you want to send your kid to thirty thousand. How is this? Oh, I know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know. just, and I'm with you. I I believe, and I really don't believe in many of the things that Republicans put out there, but it's funny. No. I I wonder if cancel culture is creating more people that are like, fuck it, I'm going to vote conservative. It's definitely, I wouldn't, I shouldn't say I'm a Republican. I still have, I have yet to vote Republican. I'm still voting Democrat, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely in the middle. And I never thought that, I mean, never and people watch they watch these backlash it's like all you're doing is moving a lot of people you're making them real quiet but they're still voting and they're still voting with their dollars and they're talking to each other and i think the silent majority in america now are the moderates there just isn't any candidate for them to get behind and if the politicians were smart they would put up like but there's no like third moderate party you know know. so we're kind of in this weird limbo it's like if the election and i asked on my instagram a few like last week if the election was tomorrow and you had to vote for one would it be biden or trump and it was literally 50 50 and i was really really surprised i don't know which way i thought it was going to go but i definitely thought there would be a majority well you think you are just think biden by like five percent you know i mean i don't know but no i think it's really scary i think that we are in a situation where we could see trump be reelected. i i actually do i know i know i I, do but i am like i don't know because i i I don't know it's just you're right very it's very neither answer neither path feels right which is really fucked up in America where we have so many choices and so many candidates and so many voices and so many options. It's like, and how are we like, well, it's idiot one or idiot two. Like we can't, we really can't figure this out. It's, it it feels very frustrating. And the worst is if people are just like, I don't even want to deal with it. I'm not even going to vote. You know, that's That's what I think a lot of people, they're just reading this apathy point. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're more political than ever. We'll see. What if your audience, how's your audience responded to that? Because, you know, I mean, you what I think you did so brilliantly and why I started following you is you would take these celebrity pop culture stories and you'd really relate mm-hmm. them to people's lives, mostly through mm-hmm. great dating advice or friendship advice, you know? I mean, how to, you know, how to get out of the friend zone with somebody. Um, yeah. What to do yeah. if a guy goes to do, and, you know, you'd use an example of a celebrity couple that was going through it, whatever, right? right? So how has your, you know, has your audience mind that you've kind of dipped your toe into being open about, you know, your past political thinking? Like, how have they Mm -hmm. felt about all of it? I think I get a lot of messages and just (laughs) even girls who come on like my fan trips with me, they're like, thank you. And even when they say it, they say it in like hushed tones. They're like, thank you. Because if I said anything like this, I would lose my job. And they, that is a very, very real fear. And that's, so messed up that's so fucking fascist it's so ridiculous that like and these are again these are women and in, like women are already so marginalized we're already told to keep so small and so sweet and it's like i'm gonna just keep being like a lion for people and i i have moved more into like let's talk about both sides okay let's let's talk about both sides of something on some issues other things i'm like no this is just dumb <laughs> I'm not respecting pronouns. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Right. It's your take. Um, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Meghan Markle. You, you. I'm curious where yeah. you're at with this because 
this happened, you know, recently um, in the past mm-hmm. couple of months, Meghan Markle and Harry uh, released their Netflix, Meghan and Harry, and they used a clip of you, uh, you know, talking about them, giving your opinion, which you have the right to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they grouped you in with saying that you were part of a bot campaign to be negative. <laughs> it was kind of wild. And oh. then at the end oh, of yeah. the, you know, Daily Mail reached out to you. At the end of the article, mm-hmm. they reach out to a bot company that did the investigation and come to find out there were like only two people. You were not even one yeah. of them or associated with one no. of them who were removed from Twitter that were like with these bots. But yeah. Okay. You never, you said you were never contact. Netflix never contacted you to use no. your clip or any, ask no. you if you were a no. bot. No, I have three different management teams. I have email, like I have all of these things. And as a former journalist, I know that the the golden rule, comment, call, comment, call, comment, call for exactly reasons like this. I mean, imagine if there was a documentary about child molesters and suddenly there you are, Sarah, like, or there's your husband. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Don't lump me in with this. Don't say I'm like part of some underground cabal. Their whole argument, I just dismantled it completely in a YouTube video. My lawyer will dismantle it in a court of law, but it's just, it it was just, it didn't even make any sense. It didn't make sense. Where are you at with that? Are you suing Megan and Harry and Netflix? That I can't talk too much about, but yeah, I'm definitely a hundred percent pursuing legal action. Like you can't just, it's misrepresentation. It's defamation. It's, it's stupid. It's just a stupid, bad business idea that truly added nothing to that documentary and I, I, it's just so funny that like megan and harry cannot accept the simplest truth and the simplest answer is usually the right one you know it's called yakum's razor it's a it's a tenant of logic and rhetoric the simplest answer is usually right people just don't like you sorry people actually just don't like you it's not some global conspiracy you're unlikable why do you okay why do you think they are so unlikable i think their complete lack of gratitude and their hubris like no one's saying that it's fun to be in the royal family i think we all can accept it's like ah, that, that's probably shitty but their their complete lack of perspective that some people have real problems and they're not galvanizing any of their popularity to do any of those things about those problems they have their performative foundation who knows what that does i mean what what do they do besides complain and her victim narrative is becoming i think very very transparent you know and she just gives so many tells like i didn't even know who prince harry was five-year-olds know who prince harry is like are you dumber than a five-year-old like where are you going with this is that supposed to be a feather in your cap like just nothing adds up Uh, it's funny that was the part of a great life i'm i'm really indifferent on them. I really don't follow them. I, I don't know why. They don't evoke any emotion from me, which usually I do have a hot... I just... I don't know. Yeah. I guess I, to me, I just don't find them either way um, compelling. Sure. But I do have to say with that Oprah interview when she said that part of not knowing about... I mean, I always say, I, like, not knowing about the royal family or how difficult... I mean, I came from bumfuck Maine. I mean, my own relatives would talk about like, oh, you never want to be a part of that. Not that I was a candidate for marrying. But I mean, it's a ridiculous assertion. Everybody knows what the monarchy is all about, which is, I mean, Diana taught us that, you know, how controlling they are of you. But wait a sec. This was, this is interesting that you, you say, and I think people miss this point. You actually say at one point, you, you've seen her physical driver's license because she was- a person that was a a source for you guys, or I don't know mm-hmm. if it was for, for Star, but it was for a tabloid. You say that she was a yeah. source. What does that mean? She was, she was in our system somehow. I honestly don't know like how. It could have been they did like a spread on her apartment when she was on suits. I'm not sure, but I do know that they would get, you know, ID and stuff from sources. But yeah, I've seen it. Her driver's license says white. So... And every time you say this on your podcast platform, mm-hmm. do people just like, mm-hmm. they must just destroy you, I guess. <laughs> so you No, know. you know what? Not anymore. And what what I find interesting is the people who defend her the most, their, their reasoning is almost always racial. Like, well, she's black and I'm black. And I'm like, okay, girl, but like you have probably actually suffered hardships from being black because you're legitimately black. You're not half white. You're not, you don't have like a white dad to protect you. Like you- 
she is co-opting your experience and the experience of people who've actually suffered from probably quite a bit of racism and prejudice and low expectations. I don't know that that was her experience until it became convenient for that to be her experience. And I think that's what icks me out. It icks me out when people co-opt the experience of females in general. Oh, I'm a girl too. No, the fuck you're not. Like you don't act like you know our experience and you've walked in our shoes because one day it's convenient for you to amplify that. Why do you think, I mean, you and Bethany Frankel are kind of two outspoken critics of Megan yes. and, and you do. I love her. <laughs> Actually, I went on a date with her fiance. <laughs> oh, really, Paul? You went on a date with not Paul? While, not while they're engaged. Like this is before. <laughs> Wait a minute, girl. Not you could, now. Wait, we could have had that $2 million rock on your finger. What? You and Paul? Yeah. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. How did you meet oh, Paul? I I was freshly divorced, and my one of my friends set us up just on a lunch date, and he was so lovely and so smart and so sweet, and I was very much in the place where I was looking for a fuck boy, and I found one. I ended up finding one. But, yeah, I was not in the place to appreciate someone stable and smart and emotionally healthy so you think so paul was looking for a serious partner and you weren't there you wanted a fuck boy i can't say that paul was looking for a serious partner but he easily he should have been because he was and is a very stable good person but i was just like "Ah." i ended up dating a 21 year old college hockey player so that's that's not a bad that's the path i took oh gorgeous gorgeous yeah it's not a bad one, but Bethany, I've interviewed her a few times and she's awesome. So I think they're probably a great little match. Do you think they'll actually get married? They've been engaged now for a while. And of course she's they had a horrible divorce. I mean, do you think she, they'll really get married? I don't know. I wouldn't blame her if she didn't. I could easily, I think people should be perma fiancés. Why not? Or have a wedding, have a wedding. You don't need to get legally married. You don't need to do it. Especially if you've That's been true. through a gnarly divorce. Both her and Paul are very successful. Like, why why get the government involved? Uh, I don't know. I know. It's, yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, okay, obviously, you know, Bethany, but you and Bethany get a lot of backlash about Megan. Why do you mm-hmm. think people mm-hmm. are so, I mean, people seem to like, I don't know. They go all out for Megan. It's like Megan, Beyonce. I'm yeah. trying to think. There's some people that just like, oh my God, it's like they're exempt. Oh, Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, Selena Gomez. You get, oh my God. Yeah, you you get dragged every time. Oh yeah. Okay, why, what is it about these women that they're, I guess, exempt from criticism? Usually when people have a parasocial response to a celebrity, like they have an inordinate connection to them and an inordinate protection of them. Like we all like, I like my favorite celebrities, but it would even when I was like a fallout boy, like super fan and like the emo days, it would never, never occur to me to like fight with someone about people. It's like, that's super weird. That's weird. I could just be like, okay, you don't like them, whatever. I The parasocial response, it's like they see some part of them in this person or they see a similar path that it's like, if she, if we started on this path, like the Selena Gomez thing, I think it touches back to like, these people identified with her and watched her show or her and Justin Bieber in a time in their life before something bad happened, before their parents got divorced, before, you know, they were bullied in high school or whatever that is. And it's like, if they can just keep Selena alive, they're keeping that that perfect part of their past alive, that can be part of it. Mm. Or like Megan, if someone's like, I'm mixed race and my dad's a fucking deadbeat and my mom works three jobs and loves me, God damn it. I could be a princess too. And maybe, yeah, maybe you can. I don't know, you know, but it's when it, that's good. You want to have these people that you look up to, but when it crosses into this place of their fate and their reputation is directly tied into my own self-worth, that's weird. That's a parasocial relationship. And it's, it's the hallmark of a pretty, pretty unhealthy person. What is your take on like saying that, you know, has me thinking, what was your thought on Britney Spears and free Britney? I mean, now it's like, I almost say to these, I really want to do a TikTok, but then I'm like, do I want the hate? I'm like all the free, yeah. Britney fan, free Britney fans. It's like, okay, you guys advocated for all this. Now there's a whole mm-hmm. conspiracy that it isn't her really on her Instagram, oh you know, and it's not her in this, you know, I mean, because there's been a lot of leaks now that she's really melting down and she's no longer with Sam. What do you think this whole free Britney movement in three years, we're going to look back and go, oh my God. This was horrible? Yeah. Or do you think she, yeah. it's still she needed to be freed? 
I mean, I think there's something between the the situation she was living in and the situation that she's in now. Like, the woman is not healthy, and she doesn't seem like she's able to govern her own life. Why is that such a, a bad thing to admit? You know, if we, because these people who are like screaming to free Britney, it's like if you can if you can acknowledge and if we can all agree that mental health issues are not something you do on purpose to yourself, they're right. a genuine sickness, the way cancer is a sickness. If she had leukemia, would you be like, leave her alone, she's fine? No, you'd be like, get her to the fucking hospital, get her some treatment. But it's like with this, it's like, nope, none of us are seeing this. No, and and if you say that she's sick, you're the problem. It's going to kill her. And then it's like, and it's her fans who are enabling this. Like, but her conservatorship, I know somebody who was very close to her at that time. He's like, it, and he was telling me about it. He's like, it, it's so much worse. Like they would just keep her working and working and telling her that she had to keep doing like show after show after show, or she's not going to get her kids back, you know? And then they take her in front of the judge and the judge would be like, well, you're working, so you're doing well. So you need to stay in this conservatorship. And she's like, no, the only reason I'm working is to get out of it. And so it was just this loop that went around and around until she just burned out completely and short-circuited. But right. I mean, she can't go back to that, but look at her now. I mean, she's not a well person. She's anyone you find at a truck stop. It's The saddest part is she worked all that, you know, she did all that Ugh. and now she doesn't even have well I mean it's hard to say right if she has a relationship with her boys but it certainly sounds like they oh no they they say that yeah. they don't and they say they you know we just want our mom to be stable and they're getting dragged all over the place like they're children they're 13 years old you know and they're more eloquent and put together than their mom like that's that's heartbreaking that's awful it's so hard to watch it's it's just mm -hmm. so hard to watch because she was she's a person also beloved and you know people don't want any criticism of her in fact now they think it's some sort of ai robot or body double acting i know the conspiracy again like what why can people not be like she's sick we love her and also she's sick why can these two concepts not coexist? It's because it touches back to, it's like, there is something about her being like Britney, like that they know that is unimpeachable. Like the, it has to be an unblemished fantasy forever. And it's like, well, that's going to cost that woman her life. So I, yeah, I try not to get involved because I think it's so sad when you see her and it, it mm -hmm. that's all I think about. I just, you know, I don't even want to put that out. I'm like, uh, you know, she, hopefully like you said, yeah. there's a middle point of like, she's this amazing, legendary, you know, one of our greatest yeah. pop stars of all time, oh, but yeah. she can get help. And yeah, yeah. And she seems like such a sweet person, oh, you know, like yes. not a mean bone in her body. I know she loved having those kids. And I mean, she needs, she needs some kind of help, but you know, I, it shouldn't be the fans. The fans should not be weighing in on her psychological help and treatment and evaluation. I, I don't understand why that's now become a democracy. Quick pause to thank these awesome sponsors. Buy from them, okay? If you hear somebody you like, buy from them. Slide in my DMs, The Sarah Fraser Show on IG, and let me know what you think. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on, all right? <laughs> 
You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Great question. Um, let's talk, you know, you give amazing relationship advice on your Thanks. your uh, YouTube everywhere, obviously. you And we're, I want to talk about your great dating courses because I'm obsessed with the names oh, of them, yeah. um, which basically is like how to manipulate him in three ways. I mean, yep. <laughs> like, five, yep, five steps to manipulate a man. <laughs> you, you literally sell a course that's five ways to manipulate, which I, you know, I have to tell you, the older you get in life, it's really funny because you really can get anything you want from a man if you work it. Like you really, Again, most women I know. Can. I mean, it's, I know it's true. But like we're taught money. like, oh no, like don't do that. It's like, oh really? Ask Cleopatra. Ask like these women throughout history who've like built empires. Like, do you think they did that by keeping sweet and keeping small? Like, these are they're nothing but the tricks that successful people are already using. They're already using. But, and you, I'm sure in the course, you teach women about men, right? I mean, I think, I think the thing mm-hmm. that I, I, is sad about women, because like my mom always from the time, I can't even tell you, I mean, my mom was so crazy, but anyway, she was like, first of all, if you're going to have sex with a man, get a piece of jewelry out of it. Cause you know, a lot of them are not going to call you again. She always, you know, get a gift. Then the other yep. thing was, you know, she always, she would tell me when I was younger, you know, don't put yourself in positions with it. Never go in a hotel room. What do you think an older man wants from you? They do not want to be your fucking friend, you know? Right. So same right. with job situations. And I think a lot of young girls, their parents never have these conversations. They never tell them what men are really like. In your courses, I mean, do you, I'm assuming you probably talk what women are really like and what men are really like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give you the nitty gritty. It's like, it. no, it's not politi- politically correct, but this to me is feminism. Like, I don't want to be treated equal. I want to be treated better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because life isn't equal for us. Like we're not, we don't have equal safety. We don't have equal right. I mean, there's no one's talking about laws that limit men and whether or not they can like get something pregnant. It, it, all these laws apply to us and our body. So it's like, oh no, 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 no. We're gonna get some YSL bags out of this. We're gonna get better outcomes with less hassle, less emotional labor on our part. No, I'm not paying the fucking check. I'm not splitting it. I'm not going hunting with you. I'm a girl for God's sake. I'm out about it. I, but I'm going to teach you I like how to, to use that. I have to mm-hmm. agree. When I when I finally yeah. went out with my husband, I did not bring a credit card. I thought I will. Oh, no. I, I brought my license and I thought I will rely on the kindness of strangers if this man does not offer to pay for everything. Like I will figure it out. But I had gone on so many dates at the end of the fucking three hour date. They were, you know, they were like, do you want to get drinks? Like, do you want to get half the check? I'm like, no. And oh, and they would always say to me, oh, by the way, you know, I'm still married. Don't worry. I'm separated. I have three kids. Oh. Girl, I I went out with a fucking morgue, a guy that owned a mortgage lending company who had plenty of money. His brother was a professional clown. He'd given his brother my phone number. This fucker, the clown called me, the clown brother called me and wanted to show up on the date and prank his brother with some sort of like, I don't know, water, you know, squirting out of his flower or some shit and a dove. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't. I met my husband. I thought, I'm not paying for a fucking thing. I'm not even reaching. No. You better cover it no. all. I don't do the polite reach. Oh, do you want to split the check? Nope. Nope. Because I, when I've ever given a blowjob, I've never had a guy do a polite reach. Like he's going to do it himself. <laughs> so that's the difference. <laughs> I love that analogy. Oh my God. Okay. Let's do rapid fire. There's a lot of single celebrities out there. I want to know who do you think real housewives of Atlanta, former real house uh, housewives of Atlanta, um, Kim Zolciak should date next. Oh. oh, like someone old and rich. Someone who's like, um, I wish that guy who married Anna Nicole Smith was still alive, that guy. <laughs> Someone like, she seems like she has the ability, and I mean this as a compliment, to like have sex with anyone and not get the ick. Truly, if I could, if I had daughters and I could imbue them with one thing, it would be that. It's like, fuck smarter, not harder. Like, good for you. Good for you. That's amazing. Fuck smarter. Who should she date? Harder. Yeah, who should she mm-hmm. date? All right, I wonder like if you Like the you're... owner of a football team or something. I don't know. Oh. Okay, the owner. Okay. Wow, we're Oil. really going up. Do you think yeah. she's going to land on her feet? You think she's going to? 
Well, I read a blind item that she ditched Croy because she already met someone richer. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that might be a good move because they're in major financial trouble. So that might be. I feel so bad for him. He's he's from Montana. He's like a good down home country boy. And I remember when he met her, he I was like, oh, he's going to like anchor her down. Keep her real. No, she just like turned him into her and not and it didn't end well what about tom brady who do we think tom brady aka mr peanut is going to (laughs) shallon on one of her videos she did a you know take of their divorce and says you're not attracted to him you think he looks like mr peanut by the way i think you'd be great with him uh (laughs) you look like a tall woman in real life i haven't i've yet to meet you in real life We're, we're going for drinks when you come back to la you're short are you short? Oh, I'm five four. Yeah, I'm really oh. short. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Okay, you're the same height. Well, Tom Brady's I'm very like, what? sassy. I'm like a tiny dragon. Um, yeah. When I when I come back to LA, Ooh, Tom Brady. I feel like Anna De Armas will try to sink her teeth into him because that's just the kind of person she is, you know. Oh, really? What an interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they could be kind of hot. Do you think he'll fall mm-hmm. for that? Oh, see, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he should date. He should date a young, hot Republican chick. Like, is there some like hot, sexy Republican commentator? Because I've heard that that was an issue between him and Giselle, that their political differences were very vast. Well, my own take is I think the love of his life was Ivanka Trump, you know, but um, I. They date? Yes, they, they, I I don't know if they dated long or, but there was always a rumor of like trying to set them up or, you know, that Trump had wanted the two of them to connect. And I don't know if like the timing was off or something, but. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, I, I look, I think the bottom line is he is a Republican, right? So I could see him. Right. Leaning into yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. We'll move on from that. Cause I have to ask you all about Ozempic and weight loss. Cause Oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you also were ahead of the curve on this one, but I was a year ago. You basically did a video. You said, I'm going to tell you how I lost weight and you're not going to like it. And you mm-hmm. went into, you know, I eat 800 calories a day. And by the way, I, mm-hmm. you, you say on the video that you are pre-diabetic, you were put on Ozempic yeah. and you ended up lo- losing 30 pounds, a combination of that. Okay. 45. 45. Okay, girl. What? <laughs> tell me about why. I mean, you know, cause I'm an outspoken, I'm sure you've seen this. I'm an outspoken mm-hmm. critic of of Ozempic. I just, I totally get it. Cause my thing is, I don't think people realize when you come off of this, like you're very smart. I, you understand how diets work, but I, most people don't. And I didn't for years when people stop taking this because the side effects can be gnarly or you run out of money or it stops Mm -hmm. working or the dosage has to be so high. There's a problem. Yeah you are going to gain the weight back. That is like what I try to get through to people when they hate me. They're like, fuck you, you're a hater. All right, why'd you end up coming forward? You 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 could have lied about it. Why'd you decide to tell people the truth? You know, I don't lie. I probably should. I feel like my whole thing is like, if you're gonna, you don't, I believe whether you're Bella Hadid or, or whoever, like you don't have the obligation to talk about your body to anybody. But if you are going to talk about it, tell the truth. Because just don't sit around and gaslight people. I just think that that's so messed up. Like, poor, like, teenage girls think that they're going to go through puberty and look like Bella Hadid or Kylie. It's like, girl, no, that's, no. And so I knew because it was, it was working, a lot was of losing it's weight. a lot of surgery, right? Is what you're saying. Bella yeah. Hadid, Kylie, yeah. these people get a ton of surgery they do not disclose. And then they go, oh, it's right. make, it's just makeup shading. Right, okay. right, right. And so I was losing weight and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to like hide this. I mean, hopefully I'm going to keep losing and look different. And people are going to ask, what are you doing? And I just can't be like, um, I got on, I got on walks. Like I, I can't like lie about this. And so I thought, fuck it before it, Cause it was, it was not like a thing yet. And so there wasn't really like a, a collective opinion about it. And I am incredibly hypoglycemic. Like I've passed out before and that, So I have like a bunch of like insulin issues and insulin resistance and not like I was eating perfect. I wasn't, but I was fatter than I would be if I didn't have those insulin issues, if that makes sense. Like it was, it was worse for me. And my, my A1C was off the charts. I was pre-diabetic. And so my doctor put me on it and listen, this is the thing with Ozempic and this will make you feel better because you're, so Sarah, you're right. And I'm right about Ozempic. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, you're right. And, and I know, you know, one of the things I, I agree with a lot of your hot takes, I guess one of the things I disagree with is just your body. I, I, th- I think it's sad that we live through five years of like 
be be the size that you want because most people are never going to be mm-hmm. a size two or four you know I mean some people right. are born that way but also mm-hmm. what's wrong and you know personally <laughs> I saw your before and after pictures like I thought you were beautiful before like I didn't you know I just yeah you know but I get your point when you go because I've been there I've thought about food every day and hated what I looked like and dread, dreaded yes. looking and I still have moments where I'm like Sarah you know you have a healthy body you've had this beautiful sun like you know yeah. you know it's it's hard body positivity is hard um it's hard it's hard so I you but know I was so feel free to disagree with me is what I'm saying because I you know no 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 no, I under I completely agree with you. And I am the most vociferous person saying this. Like, of course you're gonna gain the weight back if you don't change your habits. And it's never gonna get easier to change them when you have a drug propping you up. And so the first 10 or 15 pounds just came off like this. And I I could eat anything. And for the first time in my life, sugar wasn't poison for me with mm-hmm. my insulin issues. And so I would have like half of a croissant suddenly, or I could have a little of this. And then I was like, I'm going to be down bad when I get off of this. I'm going to get fatter because look at what the fuck I'm eating. So I stopped, I stopped drinking almost immediately when I started taking it. I, and I like, don't drink, I'll have like a drink, but I don't like it. I gave up sugar and I gave up dairy and I work out with the trainer three times a week and I do Pilates two other times a week. So like I have radically, radically changed my life. And so I'm not afraid of going off of it because these habits are going to stick around but yeah, I mean, people who are like, I dropped 10 pounds, like, and you're going to, you're going to pick them back up again. When you go off this, if you don't, first of all, that's all you're going to lose. You will never cap 10 or 15 pounds without changing something. Like something's got to go. Usually it's like two things that got to go for some people. It's fried food. Just depends on your body. But yeah, you get off of it and like, no shit, it's going to come back on. <laughs> like, and you can't blame the drug. You can't blame a drug for what you're picking up and like putting in your mouth. You're a grown up. Come on, man. What do Love you- Okay, you were like an early person on it. You know, you you do have mm-hmm. basically your borderline diabetic. I mean, what do you mm-hmm. make of? Uh, I mean, do you believe any of these celebrities? I mean, Mindy Kaling. There was just a story. She she hikes twenty miles a week, and that's why she. And she might do that. She's lying by omission. She's lying by do omission. You, but wait, you really think? Do you really think she's on Wagovi or Manjaro? Yes, yes, of course. Do of you course. think Kyle you Richards? Good like for her. Why, why do you think these celebrities don't admit it? Because I think they're afraid of backlash. I think that it's like celebrities, we have to remember their their deal was never honesty or relatability. That's my deal as an influencer. That was never part of their package. Oh, that's- You know, this role model, like athletes, we expect all this transparency from athletes. It's like, bro, that's not their job. Like, you know? And I think also because she was on The Office, you know, her character, Kelly, and she was a writer for The Office. Like, it was always like, I want to be thin. I want to be thin. I I feel like people would just be like, oh, you always were that girl. You know, it's, I get it. It's a complicated thing to talk about your body and admit, like, I hated it. But that's what I told the Daily Mail. Like, body positivity was the worst thing that could have happened to me because it was just this endless self-gaslighting. Like, I like being this size. No, I like it. I love feeling my thighs touched. It's my <laughs> It was awful. I hated it. And when I was finally like, I fucking hate this. And some people who were my weight, I was like 167 or something. They might feel amazing. Great. Good for you. I felt awful. And some people who are my weight now, I'm like 124 might, this might be too big for them, you know, or too small. That's valid too. It's like, it's whatever, man. Just it's whatever works for you. That's actually healthy. Like, you're not going to convince me that 300 pounds is actually healthy. It's not healthy. It's personal healthy. Do you um, worry, though, if you have to come off the drug? I mean, you know, I watched the video of you being really transparent. Everybody can find mm-hmm. it on your YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you had this moment at the end, which I I think a lot of your audience teared up and I did too, of just saying, you know, like you said, I, I if I was being honest with myself, I hated the way I looked. And Mm-hmm. And I thought about food 24-7. And pe- that's what people Ugh. say to me. They say, I don't want to do Ozempic, Sarah, but how do I stop thinking about food every day? I, you know, look, I did a mindful eating therapist who totally changed my life because really? completely. I, I recommend oh. her. Oh, my God. And I went to, um, I always tell this, and it's not an endorsement, Janine Roth, who's here in California. Oh, yes. Runs. I love her books. I, Women, Food, and God Changed My Life. I mean, Ugh. you know, the whole premise is, right, if we eat when we're not hungry, lots of times we are masked. Unless, I mean, to your point, you had a medical condition. And I thought the advice. I did, but. <laughs> okay, well, close enough. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give 
myself too much credit. I did. And I, I got it through an endocrinologist. I didn't get this at like a med spa in the mall or something like I did it the right way. And I was the, I was a great candidate for it, but it's also vanity. I mean, I could have done a different pill. Come on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bullshit people. I'm not gonna bullshit people. And see, my thing is always I tell people, and this was because I'd done so many diets, right? And I would lose the thirty well, pounds, yeah. and for a while, you know, I would attract men that would never be attracted to me if I were thirty pounds heavier. But to me, it was like I never being thin didn't ever solve anything for me. All the same, I still get hired and fired. I still had men leave me. Yeah. Like so, to me, yeah. the body positive movement is realizing, like, you know, even when I don't know. I mean, do you feel like you're so much happier than than two years? years ago when you weighed 30 pounds more like to me I found it wasn't about being thin it was like what am I hungry for when I'm just stuffing Mm -hmm. my face and for me it was like Mm -hmm. I hated the job I was at I worked for a guy who was completely a narcissistic toxic individual Mm -hmm. I had to leave that job I was never mourned the death of my dad like there were so many other things so Mm -hmm. I guess you know where do you fall with that do you feel like you've done emotional work do you feel like you know that you can love yourself if you gain the weight back? Uh, no, (laughs) no. I will be so incredibly disappointed in myself if I gain the weight back. It will be like an alcoholic starting to drink again. Like how, you would never ask an alcoholic, like, well, would you care if you started drinking again? Like, uh, yeah, no, I would care. It was the cornerstone of everything that was bad about my life, you know? And I am so much happier now. But listen, I'm happier because Ozempic, it's like, it gave you, it gives you that boost. It's like this little boom rocket fuel, but what you do with that and where you go with that is up to you. You can, you can like pull a rip cord and go fast straight into a brick wall if you want to. So for me, changing my eating and working out and going to a lot of therapy and because I was doing that, then I'm like, who are these fuck boys in my life? Who are these toxic friends? What is this ridiculous manager I have? Like gone, 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 gone. So it was a domino effect, but I mean, that's personal responsibility. There's plenty of people who are going to get on, on it. I know people on it who, who couldn't lose weight on it. I was like, girl, I see what you're posting that you're cooking. I see how much you're drinking. You have this incredible opportunity to like cut the line on this and like get such a boost and such a leg up, but you got to put your behavior with the drugs behavior. If it's just one it's really not going to go that far what's your plan i mean you're you're i guess a person that probably will you stay on it for life like you'll do i'm afraid to go off it because i really don't want to feel like i felt when i was hypoglycemic and just crash after crash after crash Mm. that was it was just really difficult but i mean if i'm honest like yeah i'm afraid of going off of it and it's not that I think I'm going to eat myself out of house and home, but the drug attacks part of your brain, like they, they use it for OCD. Also, my doctor said she gave it to a patient who was dealing with OCD. She's like, he didn't even have a weight issue, but it like shut off this, all of his obsessive compulsion. And that's how I feel. And so it's like, I'm afraid to going back to the thoughts about food. And even if, if I had not lost a single pound and it just turned off that part of me, that was like food, 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 food. Is there food over there? Where's the food? Where's the food? Where's the cookie? That would have been incredible without any weight loss. So I'm afraid, I'm afraid of that part of it because I don't know how to, if that's something that comes from your brain, like, I don't know how to fix that. Like, how do you override what your brain is telling you? That's Mm -hmm. a difficult thing. I don't, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that there's some answers. I just need to investigate them. Well, I think a lot of people can relate to you. Um, all yeah. right, let's talk about your amazing courses that you offer. And plus your Shalligators, which is what you call your yeah. your legions <laughs> of fans who get to travel with you. <laughs> you, do, yeah. you have, look, you have this amazing, I mean, just following that's unbelievable. And They're the best. you do trips. You were just in Paris mm-hmm. with, with your mm-hmm. fans. I mean, I love that you're yeah. so accessible. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get my act together and go to Italy with the Phrasiacs. But, I, you know, I just haven't even <laughs> I haven't done it. I haven't done it. Anyway, I'm like, okay, come to LA for AGX. But anyway, um, also, by the way, I need a new name for my fans because I don't think anyone wants to be a Phrasiac because it implies that you're nuts. I just think the Shalligators are I so- like that. I, I, well, ours implies that we're dangerous, which we are. So Yeah, you are. <laughs> I like that. that dinosaurs. We survive. We're in swamps. You don't see us until it's too late. Yeah. That's all pretty accurate. 
Well, maybe the <laughs> phrasiacs, we are like united. Maybe we have a positive crazy. All right. Maybe I'm coming around. Yeah. Okay. Break. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something. Ask yeah. your people. Like, I ask my girls all the time. It's like, what should we do for this? What should we do with that? Like, ask your people. All like, right. put a question on Instagram. Be like, what should we call ourselves? Let's yes. come up with a name. Okay, okay. You know what? We'll yeah. do that. Um, but tell me about, okay, look, we, obviously we can go mm-hmm. on trips. Your website is shallonlester.com mm-hmm. if people want to mm-hmm. find you there. But you also have these amazing yep. courses. You're helping people find love, right? Yes. So I have two courses. I have a course called Get Him Back, your five-step oh, manipulation master plan. So you can use this to get your ex back if you need to like kind of just hit a reset button on the dynamic, whether you had a messy breakup, a messy breakup will actually work in your favor more than a sane breakup. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Or if you're in a situationship with a fuck boy and you need to get your power back, if you broke up with someone a long time ago and you want to kind of see if there's something still there, or you could interpret it as get him back, get him back. So either <laughs> way, you are going to get something out of this. It's, it's just kind of a... It's kind of a crash course in seduction and shadow work and shadow self and manipulate. I want to use the term manipulation in a negative way. Charm is manipulation. Flirtation is manipulation. You know, sales is manipulation. So if you need to flirt, charm, sell, date, whatever, it's going to help you. Yeah. And then the second one is called Appy Endings. It's how to find love on dating apps. And it's five days, five videos. It gets texted straight to your phone. And you can find all these at the link in my Instagram bio. That's the best place. And it's, I'm taking, I'm telling you exactly what to put in your bio, like word for word. The five pictures a guy wants to see. The guy not to swipe on. How to take it offline. How to get it into the actual date so you're not just a pen pal. And how to act on a date. Because we, like, we think we know. But then if we're not getting second dates, what are we doing wrong, you know? Yeah, that's so good. God, I wish I had had you when I was single. I would have been curious what I was doing wrong the second day. Oh, okay. I was doing it wrong too. I was like at the table over from you being like, blah, 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 blah. It's just like a chaos machine. So I was learning everything the hard way. Don't worry. <laughs> By the way, are you, I mean, you've had some pictures like in the past couple of months, you're with this like hot mm-hmm. guy who looks very yellow. Is this like a boyfriend or like a model? Are you, are, what's your status? Oh, I am single right now. I am recently single. Oh. Uh, yeah, that just called it quits. And I'm, I don't know. I'm excited for the summer. I'm going to Europe. Well, I'm going, I say I'm so single. I, in one week, I'm going to Europe for uh, Formula One for two weeks with a, a nice gentleman. But Ooh. he's super private, so he, like, won't let me post him at all. But he's, like... Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, my God. Well, you know, look, and and I love you. You know, you're transparent. You've been married and divorced. Mm-hmm. You have great experience mm-hmm. of what marriage is like, too. And then, you know, getting back out there. And, I mean, Shallon has been on a yacht taking hot, sexy <laughs> pictures. I'm like, bitch, where are you? I want this revolved dress. And whose yacht are we on? Because uh, can you invite girlfriends? This is amazing. That one night I was on the Walton's yacht, actually. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the walls like are they the ones that they're, they're walmart right they own the oh my god such 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 nice people such nice people i bet they really are and it helps yeah. when you have a yacht you know it's even they're even oh, nicer yeah. like i love them yeah. <laughs> and you know i've never turns said out. yeah it turns out i've never said anything bad about someone who owns a yacht you know they really <laughs> are amazing yeah $300 million is crazy. You can come back. I mean, I want you to come back. You did an article for New York Post a couple of years ago, you know, having success as an influencer. I mean, next time come and oh, just yeah. talk about where influencers are at. I oh, guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. How do you, and, you know, people ask me all the time how you make money podcasting. Oh, it's totally. Yeah. It's tricky until you figure it out. And I mean, girl, you've been making those coins. I mean, I want all your tips. I, I love it. I will. I will totally give them to you. Like, I'm totally fine. There's, you know, with being an influencer and a podcaster, I always say there's enough seats at the table. Like people don't need to be like, man, like Gollum with the ring about this information. It's we're all in a frontier. I literally live in a frontier in Montana and the Montana spirit is like, we help each other, you know, because you're not coming to take my land. I'm not coming to take yours. It's all good. So we can, we can help each other. So I, I always like to help people become influencers. I mean, if they're doing the exact same content I'm doing, maybe not, but other than that, like, sure. Well, I don't see anybody, you know, nobody can be you. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't see many people who are willing. I think a lot of people want to say what you're saying, but like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's very scary. And even I still have right. moments. Like, I feel like turning 40 really changed a lot of things for me. And at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck anymore about, like, if this all went away, all I give a shit about is my husband and my son, you know? So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think if you, for me, if I put that into perspective, it's like if somebody hates me and thinks I'm 
phobic or whatever. It's like, I don't give a shit. You know, now I don't. Totally. Totally. And I, you know, I feel for people who they're trying to get their influencer, their creator, their YouTuber, podcaster, but they still have a full-time job. Yes. So it's like, it's this, it's this loop they're caught in, you know, you get that audience by being super real and super authentic, but you can't do that if you have a job, but you can't ever have it be your full-time job unless you can be authentic. It just goes back and forth. And I was lucky at Star. No one cared what I was doing. It's amazing. No you were very lucky. I know. You were very lucky. I, I really was. I, but this was also like pre-canceled, pre-woke, like 2018, 2019. You know, I, I, it's so inappropriate that jobs are looking at people's social media and what they're doing on the side. Like if you paid these people enough, maybe they wouldn't have to have a side hustle. You shouldn't get a vote. This is, it's ridiculous what the American worker has permitted to happen. Oh my God, Shalom Lester, we'll leave it there. Follow her on Instagram. <laughs> Love you. Thank you so Love much. You. Oh Love my you. God.